This program is part of Film Geek Radio. Visit filmgeekradio.com for more great shows. Hey movie addicts, welcome to Cinema Fix. You're stop for the purest, highest quality movie reviews on the block. I'm Andrew Johnson, and I'm joined today by my fellow dealer, Monica Castillo. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. Hey, Monica. Actually, this isn't Andrew. I mean, it, it is Andrew, <laughs> but you're actually talking to future Andrew oh, from 30 years this in the is future. future Andrew. I can't see you yes. because this is only your voice. Right, right. <laughs> my voice hasn't changed, but I actually look very different. Um, and I'm wondering if you've seen my younger self, because I heard he might be trying to kill me. I mean, that sucks. That sounds like a bad day. It is. It is. So if you could help me out, tell me where I might be hiding and searching for me, that would, uh, that would, that would help me out a lot. I'll let you know, but I don't know how older you looks like either. Time travel is hard. <laughs> I can't keep track of it. <laughs> This is episode number 21 of Cinema Fix, and if you're new to the show, this is the show on Film Geek Radio focused on in-depth discussion of mainstream blockbuster films. We are here to satisfy your addiction to quality conversation about the movies, and each week we release an episode in two parts. The first part, which you're listening to right now, is a 10-minute long spoiler-free review of the film. That way you can get an idea of what we thought about it and whether or not it's worth your time to check out. And the second part is a much more in-depth analytical discussion that does contain spoilers. So if you've seen the film and you would appreciate a more in-depth conversation about what works and what doesn't work, definitely listen to part two. Uh, one quick announcement before we get started uh, talking about today's movie. Uh, I just need to let you know that we have a brand new podcast on Film Geek Radio called Dispatches from St. Marina. Um, and it is a weekly podcast focusing on the new ABC series Last Resort. Monica, have you had a chance to watch Last Resort? I, I have not. <laughs> so I guess I'll have to catch up with the podcast. Yeah, it's uh, you should uh, check check out the pilot. Uh, I think you can watch it on Hulu. Uh, it's actually a pretty cool show. It's about a nuclear submarine that goes rogue, basically, um, and the captain essentially forms his own nuclear power hmm. on a small island. Um, <laughs> and it's really looks like it has a lot of potential. So if you're listening and you're watching Last Resort and you'd like to, to, to hear some in-depth analysis of it, uh, definitely tune in every week to Dispatches from St. Marina. All right. But uh, getting back to Cinema Fix, this week the movie we're going to be talking about is Looper. Monica, why don't you give our listeners a little more information about the film? Who directed it? Who's in it? What's it about? Oh, boy. You keep giving me these tasks. Um, so Looper is a really interesting science fiction um, movie that just came out. stars Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis. Uh, director is uh, Ryan Johnson. And um, basically, it's a bit of a complicated plot, but something about the uh, older part of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character comes is sent back to the past for Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character to kill 
but things go awry and then the time streams kind of get messed up. And of course, that's where the movie takes off from there. So, um, it, the loop, what a looper is, is a sort of assassin. And so once they are out of the game, they actually kill off your older self. So you're really out of the game. So now it's almost like a fight for survival, uh, on his part. Right. Basically, Joseph Gordon Levitt works for the, the mafia. Mm-hmm. And in the future, the mafia will send people back in time that they want eliminated, and he will just shoot them. Yep. Um, and the, the movie's about what happens when he's asked to kill his future self. Yes. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> and his future self is Bruce Willis, who doesn't look anything like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Nor does he look like he's ready to die. Right. <laughs> Here's a clip. So I stand into your eyes. strange and your face looks backwards yeah so do you know what's gonna happen you've done all this already as me i don't want to talk about time travel because if we start talking about it then we're gonna be here all day talking about it making diagrams with straws we both know how this has to go down i can't let you walk away from this diner alive this is my life now i earned it you had yours already so why don't you do what old men do and die why don't you just take your little gun over between your legs and do it Okay, that's a clip from Looper. This is part one of our episode talking about the film, so we're just going to take ten minutes to give some general thoughts about the movie, and I am starting the clock now. So, Monica, general thoughts. No spoilers, because there's a lot of crazy stuff that we could spoil. So, without getting into specifics about what happens in the plot, what did you think of this movie? My thoughts on the movie? Um... I liked it. <laughs> um, it's really good on the action. The sort of twist that it takes, and there's a bit of a suspense throughout the film, and there's always that sense of urgency that um, they are fighting for survival, and you do feel that. Um, I thought it was really well executed. It's a fun little futuristic sci-fi thing, um, mixing a couple of different you know, elements from different movies, so I thought that was pretty cool. Overall, I say it's a good popcorn flick. Let me ask you, have you seen Ryan Johnson's previous two films, Brick and Brothers Bloom? Nope. I completely missed those two. So You're missing out. They're, they're good movies. So what did you what did you think about Looper? His what, third film then? Yes, this is this is his third feature film. I, I really like it. Yeah. I like all of his films, but I think Looper might be his best so far. Wow. It's a very tightly written uh, sci-fi film, mm-hmm. and I'm a I'm a real sucker for time travel movies. Oh yeah, I just really like that conceit, and I, I always think it's fun to think about alternate timelines and and fixing the future and, and changing the past and all that sort of thing. The thing about Looper is that if you really stop to think about it. Mm-hmm. As is the case with most time travel films, it doesn't really add up yeah. logically, but I think that's okay mm-hmm. in this case. There's even a scene in which uh, Bruce Willis is having lunch with his younger self, yes. played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, mm-hmm. and he basically says, uh, it's not about the time travel. Time travel doesn't matter. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it and start making diagrams you know, of all the timelines. Mm-hmm. Let's, just, let's just not talk about it. And I think that that is also what Ryan Johnson would prefer us to do as well, just kind of ignore 
the time travel aspect and just focused on this the more emotional side of things, the more thematic side of the story, mm -hmm. which is basically just about a guy confronting his future self. And it's also a movie about, you know, whether or not we can change who we are, essentially, or who yeah. will who will eventually turn out to be. It's, it's also about a lot of other stuff, which I'll talk about in, in part two. Philosophically, I think it's probably the most subversive mainstream blockbuster film in, in, I've seen in quite some time. Mm -hmm. but, I, but just from a technical level, I was also very, very impressed. What did you think of Joseph Gordon-Levitt's makeup? It was weird. It kept throwing me off a bit um, because I'm so used to seeing him with the, you know, the brown eyes and, you know, his face is even when he's like in the cold sort of state of inception, it's still sort of warm. And in this one, they gave him like Bruce Willis's light eyes and they kind of like elongated his face and um, I think they elevated his cheekbones or something like that. But it just it looks strange. It was look, like looking at a different person. Yeah, they like shortened his nose and I think maybe used some like lip prosthetic or something and it looks really kind of odd and for the first five minutes of the movie because I, I didn't realize that Joseph Gordon-Levitt was going to be wearing prosthetics the whole film I kept expecting it to like switch timelines or something and for Joseph Gordon-Levitt to be there <laughs> looking normal and it never did so it took me a while to get used to seeing him in all this makeup and I'm not sure it was necessary <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it could it could eventually you know end up as like a sort of you know, makeup or effects award just for the fact that they, he made him look like a completely different person. Right. I mean, obviously they want to make him look a little bit more like Bruce Willis, but I feel like the audience can suspend their disbelief. You know, if you show me Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis and say, Bruce Willis is the older version of that guy. <laughs> okay, I'll run with it. Yeah, I'll believe you. I think it's interesting what you said about how the movie references other films. This has got a little bit of a Terminator vibe to it yeah. at times. It's got a little bit of a fail-safe political thriller vibe at times. Uh, but it also feels kind of like an old genre film. You've got these mobsters that go around carrying old-school revolvers. Blunderbusses. Bl you've got blunderbusses, which are the looper's weapon of choice. Uh, several scenes take place kind of in the countryside, in these cornfields. It felt almost like an old Western at times. It did feel, have, feel more of like, maybe like a B-movie vibe. Um, cause they even have like the flying motorcycles sort of gimmick. Right. They got the, they got the hover, H hover bikes, bikes yeah. and, and then like in the future, the mobsters have these really goofy looking cowboy hats oh, that yeah. they walk around in. It, it's kind of odd, but it, it's a really interesting aesthetic. Um, and I think there's a specific reason for those homages to um older cinematic genres yeah but it, it kind of it gave the movie a really interesting feel yeah well that's why i said like it's kind of like there's different nods to different things like i, I know a lot of people have mentioned uh 12 monkeys just because it has to deal with i guess um bruce willis meeting his younger self or so and um still the whole you know running away from a terrible future thing I like what you were saying with the, um, the sort of philosophical, like, confronting your younger self about the mistakes you made. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really interesting ideas floating around. And I have to say, this is the best performance I've seen from Bruce Willis in years. Wait, not Moonrise Kingdom? Because I loved him in that. Um, aside from Moonrise Kingdom. In terms of, like, mainstream blockbuster films, you know, I think the last science fiction film I saw him in was Surrogates, which was terrible. So it was nice to kind of see him back in action as this time traveling, I don't want to say action hero, but almost like an action hero. Um, and you, you brought up 12 Monkeys. It did kind of remind me of that because Bruce Willis was in that as well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, what did you think of the performances? Good, bad? I mean, Emily Blunt's in here. She does a pretty good job. Oh, she does a great job. There's a fantastic child actor. <gasps> that kid, yes. By the name of... Uh, Pierce Ga- Gangon? Gangon? Pierce Gangon. Gangon. I mean, he's adorable, but like he'll, you know, crush your soul with his eyes. <laughs> yeah, he he does have this really incredible uh, screen presence. Um, and I don't want to talk too much about his character because that'll that'll kind of get a lot into spoilers. Yes. Uh, but he he kind of steals the show. Oh, for for a lot of scenes, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's been about ten minutes. Any closing thoughts on Looper? Closing thoughts. Should people see it? Would you recommend it? Oh, I would totally recommend it. I mean, it's a good old action flick. Um, I think it's a little bloodier than I guess what I would. I don't know, take my parents to or so. But otherwise, I mean, it's a, it's just a great, enjoyable movie. Overall, I had tons of fun with it. And of course, I'm a time travel geek, so I love that. Yeah, it is a very violent movie um, and not fun violence, kind of disturbing violence yes. <laughs> at times. And I think that's, that's definitely intentional. And I, I do want to say that even though the film isn't quite as focused on the mechanics of time travel as other time travel films, Mm -hmm. it does make a fair amount of sense and it does follow its own sort of internal logic. And if you're really into figuring out, you know, the details of all the different timelines and stuff, you can totally do that. And there are already multiple interpretations, you know, being passed around on the internet as to what exactly is going on and how things ultimately uh, turn out. So you can definitely do that if you want. Yeah. I just don't think it's the main point of of the film, but but you can definitely, that that option is definitely open to you. Mm -hmm. So I will highly recommend the film. As I mentioned earlier, I, I definitely think it's the most philosophically interesting mainstream movie uh, of the year Mm -hmm. so far and I'm really excited to see what Ryan Johnson does next after this. He's really starting to come into his own um, and he's really, I think, making a name for himself as a director who can take these established genres that we think we we were familiar with and he he really is good at finding new ways to sort of twist them on their head. Um, so I would totally recommend that people go check out Looper. That will wrap it up for part one of our discussion. Be sure to tune into part two once you've seen the movie. That's when we really dive into things and analyze it uh, in depth. And uh, don't forget to tune in next week when we'll be discussing Frankenweenie or Taken 2 or something else entirely. I haven't really decided yet but we'll figure it out it'll it'll be something interesting so we'll, I'm we'll sure. just pick out a dvd from the one dollar bin and review it 
Don't yeah. be a surprise, guys. <laughs> We'd love to get your feedback on the show. You can email us at cinemafix at filmgeekradio.com or comment on the website at www.filmgeekradio.com. You can also subscribe to the show through iTunes, so if you liked this episode, please write us a review. That would really help get the word out about the show. You can also donate to the show through the website. We really appreciate that. That helps keep the network up and running and, and helps us develop new content. Monica, where can people find you online? Uh, people can find all my stuff, usually reposted on my Twitter at mcastimovies. That's M-C-A-S-T-I movies. I also write for Dig Boston, um, Boston Phoenix. And uh, now, actually this week, going to be starting for Bitch Magazine. All right. Yep. <laughs> that sounds great. All over. Very exciting. All right. I'm Andrew Johnson. You can find more of my writing at www.filmgeekradio.com. I believe by the time this episode of Cinema Fix is released, I will have published a very lengthy essay on Looper, <laughs> either at filmgeekradio.com or at another outlet. I'll definitely be linking to it on the website, and I'll be also linking to that on uh, my Twitter account, so be sure to follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash writerandrew. If you do follow me, be sure to send me a message and let me know you're a listener, and I will be sure to follow you back. All right, that'll do it. I'm Andrew Johnson. And I'm Monica Castillo. And have fun this week getting high on cinema without assassinating your future self. This has been a Film Geek Radio production. Film Geek Radio. Yeah.